0: feel really appreciative to be able to bring brother hilton to this pulpit to let him preach the word of god to us tonight we want him to preach on the anointing of the holy ghost god is not done with this service amen i believe god wants to reach down and touch some hearts and some needs tonight amen we want brother hilton to come and preach the word everybody said god bless brother hilton amen praise the lord everybody are you glad to be in the house of the lord tonight Boy, it feels good in this place. I said it feels really good in this place. Hallelujah. See all of you standing. I think you appreciate it. Why don't you open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes 3. Should be quick reference. Pastor just pulled this one out a couple weeks ago. Probably have a bookmark or two there. And then I also want to concur with... the brotherhood, my brother, my my two big brothers over here, they are giants in their own right, in my opinion, and uh, I I really believe it, I I really believe God has a special thing for each of them to do, and I really feel like the pib squeak, you know, in the group, Uh, you got Brother Merriman, you got Pastor Hilton, and Pastor Goff, <laughs> and I'm just like, hey guys, I'm over here just having church, and that's really all I want to do, I just want to have church, amen, I, I look up to, I esteem, I appreciate both of these men, I told my brother, he could have just kept on going, he truly was walking in the Holy Ghost, and... Um, Oftentimes, when a service gets going like it was going a few minutes ago, it's very, very easy. The liberty's flowing, the Spirit of God is moving, and it's so easy just to kind of lean into that and be like, okay, let's just have church. I don't know if you guys feel what I feel right now, but the Spirit of the Lord is here. The glory of God is here. I feel the liberty of the Holy Ghost all over me. Hallelujah. I feel power in the Holy Ghost. Life-changing power. Holy Ghost power. Something that Brother Kent has experienced. Something Brother Kaiser has experienced. Something Brother Jaheem has experienced. Sister Desiree. Sister Brooklyn. Amen. These These are people who have walked in the Holy Ghost, who have experienced the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. I wonder what can happen before we leave this place tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not here just to scream at you. I really feel... Amen, what I'm saying. I really feel what's going on here. Amen. Can you please just bear with me just for a little bit tonight? Can you help me out? It's not enough for a preacher to get up and preach and bear the Word of God. Somebody's got to receive the Word of God. Somebody's got to obey it like the preacher just said. And and that's an act of faith. And I'm just asking for somebody, amen, to take a step of faith tonight. Hallelujah. Amen, eight verses of scripture. Before we do that, I was observing, amen, all these wonderful young people up here, worshiping, magnifying the Lord. Amen, there was liberty in this place because of you, young people, willing to step out in faith. Didn't matter until, you weren't waiting on mom or dad. Mom and dad, in some cases, were preoccupied with operating in the service. Amen, so you just stepped out in faith and God was honoring that. God was responding to your worship. I mean, that's why we feel what we feel in this place right now. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask you, since you already helped us out so far with where we're at right now, it's, on, it's kind of on your shoulders now. Don't drop the ball now. Okay? Let's not, you know, those people behind you, they're great people. Amen. But I need your help tonight. And the people that are behind the young people, I also need your help tonight. Amen. We've got some place to go. I believe the Lord wants to do something in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just love the Lord for a moment. I think we can do a little better than this tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, we worship you. Come on, this is more than just going through the motions. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, come on, let's... Let's go a little further if you can. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, if you don't feel what I feel, I'm just asking you to lift your voice and lift your hands and reach out to it. It's available in this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, well, I guess we can read a text here. <clears throat> I'm going to try my best not to lose my voice until the very end. So if I go in slow, that's where you kick in, okay? All right? Amen? There we go. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. If you've got it, say amen. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, time to kill and a time to heal, time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Amen. How many remember Pastor preaching on this just a couple of weeks ago and last weekend, last week? Amen. I'm not going to take the same direction he did, but I feel very strongly, Amen. In using this text tonight, Amen. How many can can uh, reference what the what the wise man was writing about in this passage? I've been through those different seasons, those different times, those various purposes under heaven. Amen. I've, I've been in those weeping times. I've been in those laughing times. I've been in those mourning times. I've been in those dancing times. Amen. I've been in those casting away of stones and also been in those times of building and pulling these stones together, embracing and, and then sometimes just didn't really feel like embracing. Amen. The time of peace. And as pastor has recently declared, We are in a time of war. Amen. We are in the midst of a battle as a church. And you as individuals are are soldiers on that battlefield tonight. Amen. But one thing I did not read in that passage of scripture. Is that there is a time to quit. I never, as we just perused through the wise man's. Counsel here, he never, ever indicates that there is a time to throw in the towel. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Ooh, hallelujah. 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 Amen. There's a time for a lot of things. There is a time, amen, to worship as we were earlier tonight. There's a time To magnify the Lord. There's a time, amen, to pick up the sword and go into war. And there is a time, amen, to settle in peace, amen, to enjoy the spoils of war, amen. But the wise man indicated, amen, through this passage of Scripture that there is never, amen, it is never, amen, a proper time, amen, to give up and quit, It doesn't matter how hard, amen, it seems like is. It doesn't matter how difficult, amen, it is to get up in the morning, amen, and go back to war. It doesn't matter, amen, how many things you have to face when you go home tonight. Let me tell you, friend, it's not time to quit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can lay your Bibles down. Hey Amen. I want to preach to you tonight. Now is not the time to quit. Let's ask the Lord for his help tonight. Come on, child of God. Lift your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let's respond to the flow and the moving of the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. You could be seated. I want to say a few things before I get into my message. First of all, amen, I want to acknowledge our bishop pastor riggin amen as he's ministering in california for brother cox believing that god is going to use him we're praying for him he sh- he should be actually i think he l- said he listened to most of the service this morning and so i imagine he's doing the same thing tonight I just want to tell him that i love him grateful for the opportunity brother Larson says he loves you too pastor <laughs> amen and and, and and brother hall all right guys we got to stop there because i We got to, everybody, the Truth Church loves Pastor and Sister Riggin. Amen. We miss him very much. Amen. We believe that God's going to use him tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. And the other thing I wanted to mention before I got started, and I kind of alluded to it in my introductory remarks, but it's not enough for a man of God to get direction from God and to come with a burden from God. Amen. It's really not. Amen. It's not enough for me and Brother Goff and Brother Hilton to get under the burden of the word of the Lord and even pastor. Amen. But what is needed? Amen. This is a, Amen. This is not just a one man show. You've heard pastors say that many, many, many times. Amen. But this is a. Amen. This is a team effort. If we're going to succeed in this service tonight, it's going to require the help of the church. Amen. And I'm going to need, I rely very heavily, amen, on this true church, these faithful saints of God. Hallelujah. So if you can help me tonight, I plead with you. I need it. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of quitting going on in today's day and age. There really is. Amen. If you, I did some, just some surface level statistical research on the nature of quitting in marriages and you won't believe it's been kind of this way since the 70s and the 80s, but uh, according to what I've read, amen, which makes a lot of sense of what happened in the 60s and the 70s, amen, but since the 70s and the 80s, you have a very, it's it's nearly a 50%, amen, common occurrence in marriages that it's kind of hovered around that 50% mark of marriages that have been married, and then they end up in divorce, about 50% since that time. Now, recent, I wanted to get up-to-date figures, and according to what I have seen recently and my own calculation based on those figures, and of course, subject to being incorrect because I was homeschooled. Amen. Just kidding. But I'm guessing around 63% of marriages end up in divorce, according to what I've seen, amen, and research. And those, there's three different numbers that I base that off of. Number one is 50% of First marriages end in divorce. The second thing is 67% of second marriages, ones who have been married and then they divorce and they get remarried, those 67%, we're getting near to three-quarters of marriages are ending up in divorce. And then if you go one layer deeper, if those people remarry, 73% of those marriages end up in divorce which give you a total percentage of 63%, and I'm sure it's worse as you go down because those people are developing pretty bad habits. Amen. And I'm going to commit to my wife right here and right now. We're not in that statistic. (laughs) Amen. Amen. When I made a commitment, amen, I meant it. Amen. Come hell or high water, come broken finances or, or riches, amen, it doesn't matter. Amen. I don't care. I came, amen, I... Grab that woman from Colorado Springs, and I'm saying, this is my honey, and she's going to be mine until the day I die or till the day she dies. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All you married folks, say amen. amen. I'm, trying, I'm just trying to be like you guys. All right? A lot of quitting going on. Now, you look at jobs. The turnover rate at jobs is pretty staggering as well. Looking at statistics from 2021, turnover rate, so that's pretty recent, two years ago. We're looking at 57% turnover rate in jobs. The average tenure of an employee, I mean, at their job is 4.1 years. My goodness, pib squeaks. I thought I was a pib squeak. Those are jokers, man. Those are little cowards. They they don't know how to commit to anything. Amen. But it's even worse if you look at the age group of uh, the millennial generation. Amen. Those those the millennials have a 2.75 average, 2.75 years on average in their job. So if you guys have held a job longer than two, two years and three quarters, or if you're knocking on the door three years. Hats off to you, and you're in that age, that millennial age. I know Brother Carter, he's a hard worker. Amen. He's got his business. How long have you had that, six years? Bro, you have doubled the average. Brother Josh, seven years, DCG, almost eight years. Man, Sister Desiree, I think, how long have you been? You've been principal forever, as far as I'm aware. (laughs) She's She's a doctor among us. Thank the Lord for smart people. She can... Amen. Help a lot of us out. <laughs> Amen. I'm grateful. Amen. For good. Amen. That's, that's the great thing about being in an apostolic church is you learn these, these great ethics, these great principles that help you. And it successful. It's kind of a result of, of living right. Doing what's right. Amen. Being an honorable and upstanding citizen. Amen. Just doing what's right. And you make up your mind. Guess what? When I signed that contract, I meant it. I wasn't playing around. And um, so, I'm grateful for to know good people that are defying the average. Amen. We're doing our part in making it go up. Thank the Lord. Amen. Ninety-one percent of millennials say that they expect a job change in three years. It's crazy. Amen. And it's not just marriages and jobs, but there's also amen a trend in, and this this blew me away the Hall, but there's a trend, amen, in <clears throat> the modern American that they will move 11.7 times in their lifetime, which is an average of about seven years in one location. Brother Goff, I hope you're feeling conviction. I know a family that needs to find an altar tonight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding the only exception we have on these averages is when the Lord steps in Amen, and I know that many of you are here because the Lord has directed you here. And I'm grateful for that Amen. I'm grateful to know good people. Amen, and uh, Hallelujah, amen, and there is so then I got the kind of got my gears turning. I started You know the one gear I have up there my gear turning and uh Thanks, Dad. <laughs> there are, out of the 210 million adults in America today, 18 and over, 60 million of them. That's almost a third of Americans today say they used to attend church. Now, this is cross-religion. This is irrespective of denomination or anything like that. It's just, on average, you're looking at one out of three people used to attend a church. And now they no longer do. And it's interesting when you begin to look at it by generations. 57, we'll look at that in just a second. 57 state that they seldom or never attend a religious service. My goodness. That's nearly two-thirds. 57 of Ameri- 57% of fifty-seven of Americans. Well, it, I, oh, I'm kind of rounding that up quite a bit, but. Because I said 53, right? No, no, 57%. Yeah, 57%. So 67% would be two-thirds. So just over half, I mean, going it, getting into two-thirds of Americans, two-thirds of people that you run into um, have just consciously made the decision, no longer going to church, not going to church. And a third of them, of, of the total population, used to. Interestingly, out of that group, thirty-nine percent of millennials came to uh, claim to attend church on a weekly basis. I mean, up to twenty-one, up from twenty-one percent in twenty nineteen. So we're talking about here in twenty—I think it was twenty twenty-one—was those statistics. So in the span of two years, post-pandemic. So twenty nineteen would be pre-pandemic. Post-pandemic, we, the millennials went from twenty-one percent to thirty-nine percent of a attending church. I mean, I've heard elders, Bishop Johnson, actually, specifically out in Colorado Springs talk about the revival that's happening I mean, in this generation. I mean, and the statistics are there to prove it. Amen. Yeah. I and, and many of them are going, that's more than double, double percent. Uh, you're talking about back in 2019, we have two times every millennial. Amen. I there's an opportunity for this church to reach out to this community I mean, and find some hungry hearts. Thank you, Brother Nelson, amen, for organizing. Amen, it doesn't have to be too much. Let's somebody go in faith. Amen, let's let spend, amen, an hour, amen, knocking some doors. Amen, let's get out there into the streets. Friend, it's not time to quit. It's time to get up and get out there and find somebody that's hungry for God. Hallelujah. Generation X, the year just before the, the the generation just before the millennials are at about 31% of, uh, 31% of those millennials, which means the alternative, what's the math there folks, 69%, 69% are not, 31 are, 69% of generation, generation X are not attending church services on a weekly basis. And then if you go look at boomers, which are the generation just before that, if you ask Sister Nelson, she could tell you who a boomer is. She's always remarking on that. But 25% of boomers are actively attending church on a weekly basis. Less than Generation X and let and Generation X and boomers are less than millennials. Can I hear all the millennials say, Amen? Amen. Thank you, Brother Carter. I feel like a lot of the millennials did not say it. Can we try that again? All the millennials say amen. amen. All right, y'all want me to get where we're going, don't you? Okay, so anyway, i still got more stuff to tell you. I've got to build this foundation here so we can we can go somewhere, build something on top of it. Leading experts claim that pre-pandemic, approximately 3,500 people left the church across organizations, across denominations, every day. That's an average of 2.1 million a year leaving church. That's a lot of people. And those same experts would predict that regardless of denomination, this is just the general average, 10 to 15% of church congregations would dwarf over time, year over year. That means if you look around, take 10%, take 15%, They expect, these are pre-pandemic numbers, but they would have expected 10 to 15% of this group would have left at the end of this year. And the next year, another 10 to 15. the next year, another 10 to 15%. Every year, losing members. After the effects of the pandemic have subsided, experts claim that churches are at 85% of the pre-pandemic level. In other words, only 85% have come back and are going to church on a regular basis. Um, And 65% of pre-pandemic parishioners Are still attending church uh, The same church that they attended before So between that 65 and the 85 You got 20% that hop churches during that time 65% of them are going back to the same church That they attended And I'm glad that I'm in that number Amen before COVID Amen and another interesting point And I'm not picking on the boomers But I just want to point this out The boomers that generation saw the largest drop in actual attendees as a result of the pandemic; they dropped down by 22%, compared to only 13% in millennials. Hallelujah. Luke chapter two, uh, 22. I'm going to skip a few of the scriptures that are back there, Sister Kathy. Luke chapter 22, verses 34. Sorry, 31 and 32. And the Lord said, "Simon, Simon." Behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. Hallelujah. I have prayed for thee that your faith would fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to preach tonight. Amen. That now is not the time to quit. Amen. Amen. There might be some under the sound of my voice here tonight. Amen. That the devil has set his, amen, ugly eyes on. And is trying to tell you, amen, that now is the perfect opportunity, amen, to quit. Amen. All of the things you're facing, amen, it's not worth it. Amen. You don't deserve uh, to go through uh, what you're going through, uh, amen, but I've come to tell somebody, hallelujah, that now is not the time to quit, hallelujah, amen, the old timers used to say, the devil is a liar, amen, I wonder how many are willing to just make yourself look a little silly tonight and yell that out. At the top of your lungs. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Oh, I think we can do a li- Hey, young people, I'm going to pick on you. How about girls versus boys? Brody asked me this morning. He said, when the golf kids are gone, do we have to do the boys versus girls thing anymore? And I told him, I said, Absolutely. It's you versus Lydia all week, every week. (laughs) All right, here we go. Girls, stand up. The boys are already standing, so that's why I didn't have to tell them to stand up. You guys stand up if you want to. All right, girls, let me hear you. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. All right, guys, what do we think we can do? Think we can beat that? You think so? All right, Caleb, what are you doing way back there? Why don't you get on up here and help these guys out? We know you're probably the loudest among us. <laughs> here we go. All right, brothers, I want to hear it. Those girls are, are like sissies over there. <laughs> I'm here I'm seeing some shocked faces. All right, let's hear it. The devil is a liar. The devil. Ooh. Come on, girls. You got anything better than that? Huh? Esther, what do you think? Can you do it? No? What if your big sister helps you? Yeah, you think so? All right, here we go. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Oh, man, these girls are stepping on up. Come on, boys, let me hear it. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Come on, girls, what is Oh, let's try that again. The devil, is a liar. the devil is a liar. Come on, boys. What did you say? The devil is a liar. What did you say, girls? The devil is a liar. Come on, louder. Louder. All right, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Hey, man, what about the parents? <laughs> Come on, boomers and Generation X. (laughs) Sister Nelson said, Challenge accepted. Come on, let's hear it. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Woo! Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. (laughs) Come on, somebody. There's something about it when you get a revelation, amen, of how powerful and how mighty our God is. He's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Let's give the Lord some praise tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I think we can do a little better tonight. Peter, the Satan had desired to have you, that he might sift you as wheat. Amen, but I want you to know that right now is not the time to quit. What time is it, Brother Goff? What did pastor say the other night? It's a time. It's a time of war. It's a time to battle. It's a time to... Oh, hey, I see some soldiers over here. I see somebody with a sword, amen, outstretched, ready to do some battle. Hallelujah i want to serve notice uh, amen to the enemy hallelujah amen that this church is ready to fight hallelujah the lord has opened up uh, the doors of the city of olathe kansas Uh, amen and it's time uh, to go and claim it oh you didn't hear me i said today is the day of salvation Today is the day of redemption. Today is a time of war. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You all know the story of Peter called, just like the other disciples. Hallelujah. He was, Jesus was walking by. Sea of Galilee one day, Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. Saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea. Amen. Everybody say, for they were fishers. They were fishers. That's what they were before God called them and then into the ministry. They were fishers. They were just fishers. They were just trying to make ends meet. They were just trying, amen, to put food on the table. They were just trying to take care of mama and their little babies. Amen. They were fishers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. He saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men amen I I'm going to take the skill that you have and I want to use it for my glory. I want to take, amen the skills that are in your hands, those very nets that you use to make an income and I want you to repurpose them amen and go into the highways and into the byways. Amen and catch men. Hallelujah. Amen. And it was from that point on that good old Peter, amen, had a walk with Jesus. Amen. Just like the other 11 disciples. Amen. Day in and day out. I wonder how many miracles Peter saw. I wonder how many times, amen, he saw him open the blind eye. I wonder how many times Peter saw Jesus pull up the lame man off of the street. I wonder how many times, amen, the power of God was demonstrated to old Peter. Hallelujah. Amen. He saw it firsthand, Brother Goff. Amen. Every day. Every day. Every day. Amen. He saw the blind eye opened. Amen. He saw the dead come back to life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what it's like when you're a disciple of Jesus. Amen. It doesn't matter how big. Amen, the problem. doesn't matter how big your circumstance. uh, You can come into the house of the Lord. uh, Amen, give them to him, uh, and they'll be sold before you leave this place. Uh, Let me tell somebody, amen, that's in this house tonight, I know you came with the need. uh, Amen, I know uh, you've got a problem. And let me challenge you. uh, Amen, why don't you give it to Jesus? Hey, we're nothing more than just disciples at the True church. Amen. We're just endeavoring to walk with Jesus. Amen. We're just trying, amen, to please him. We just want our Savior to be pleased with us. Amen, but when when we do that, the Spirit of the Lord comes in. Amen, and he will solve and meet your needs. It's not, amen, the power of a man. Amen, the Bible says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That's how. Amen. Every one of your situations and needs, amen, will be met. Amen. You just come, amen, and ask the Lord, amen, to meet you. I feel the Holy Ghost right now, bidding somebody, amen, and challenging you, amen, to obey the word of the Lord. Amen. I'm talking about financial situations. I'm talking about lifelong addictions. I'm talking about a lifelong lifestyle. Amen. Something that you've tried to change over and over and over and over and I'm saying Jesus is here hallelujah hey don't quit don't you dare quit don't you dare quit you ought to get up and come to Jesus hallelujah now is not the time to quit I mean, Peter was the first one to receive the revelation of the mighty God in Christ Amen. Pastor Hilton quoted part of this passage earlier. Matthew chapter 16, 17 through 19. Jesus said unto them, Blessed art thou, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you. The keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Anybody hearing the word of God tonight? And whatever you will bind on earth, whatever you loose on earth, will be loosed in heaven. Amen. Peter was the first disciple, amen, to receive a revelation of the mighty God in Christ. Amen. To those of us who have that revelation, that's where the power comes from. Hallelujah. Amen. You need victory. You need deliverance. You need the anointing. Amen. Just call on the all saving name of Jesus. Amen. Wherein is all the power in heaven and in earth? Amen. That is no other name. Amen. Under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's got all power. It's got all power. It's got all power. It's got all power. I said it's got all power. Oh, come on! Let's give the Lord some praise tonight. If you've got the revelation, you ought to thank the Lord tonight. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Didn't stop there, brother Matthew, brother Peter. Hey, man, made his way up on two. Mountain of Transfiguration, Matthew chapter 17. After six days, Jesus taketh Peter... James and John his brother and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. Amen. And was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun. And his raiment was as white, was white as the light. Amen. I don't know about you. Amen. But I've been in those services. Amen. Where it seems as though the Spirit of God, amen, was transfiguring. Amen. Faces before me. Amen. Individuals. Amen. That were lost. Amen. Found in an altar, amen, individuals in that world, hopeless and without direction, amen, were changed in the house of God, Hallelujah. on the mountain of transfiguration. Hallelujah, I'm grateful, amen, for those times. Hallelujah. Amen, but Peter, just like everyone in this room, also had bad days. Those are good days. Those are mountaintop experiences, Sometimes literally, mountain of transfiguration. Amen. But in Matthew chapter 16, just a few moments after the revelation came, he slipped up. Verse 21, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chiefs and priests, chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from meat, from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But thou savest not the <clears throat> sorry, but 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 he turned, verse 23. And said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of, of men. Yeah. Divine revelation just came. And maybe Peter just got a little bit out over his skis. Got a little confident. Oh, I just got a revelation. Thou art the Christ, Son of the living God. Well, I'm going to die for your sins. Be it far from you, Jesus. And, and I can't even begin to tell you what Jesus meant in this passage. So if you have some ideas, I'd love to hear them. Amen. And, but Jesus' response you're an offense to me. Which Pastor Regan has preached on this, so I could definitely talk about that. But, you know, Peter... Amen. Wanting to prevent the kingdom of God from going forward, the plan of God from going forward. That's how he was offending Jesus in that statement. But this is the part that I'm questioning that I don't fully understand is how he savors the things. Savors not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. So if you got an idea. Great. Let me know. Amen. But then again, on the mountain of transfiguration. Just after. Amen. The glory of God descended and, and Jesus transfigures before their face. Amen. Peter got a little antsy again. And verse 4 of Matthew chapter 17. Then Peter the answer. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elias. While ye yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice. Out of the cloud, which said, this is my beloved son, whom I will please, hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were so afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, be not afraid. Amen. And so he gets kind of out over his skis again because he's a little excited about what was going on around him. He said, Lord, let's do it. Let's build a tabernacle again. And then there's another time when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he pulls out the sword And he slices off the ear of the high priest's servant. And Jesus said, if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. And so, again, he's corrected. And then again, in the same garden, just a few moments earlier, Jesus goes, amen, to pray for the will of God to be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And he comes back to the rest of the disciples a few times. And every time he comes back, Peter is fast asleep. And maybe that's how he, he didn't savor the things of God more than the things of man. Maybe those were the examples. I don't know. Amen. But but you can clearly see that Peter was not a perfect man. Peter was not one who, who lived perfectly. He was the one that walked on water when Jesus called him out there. Amen. He, he did great things. Amen. For Jesus, before Jesus, amen, left the earth, amen, but there was also a time that Jesus prophesied that he would deny him, amen, in Matthew 26, verse 33, Peter answered and said unto him, though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended, Jesus said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, it's big words, buddy, you, you think you know what you're talking about, But this night, you're going to eat them words. Before the the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with you, yet I will not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. John chapter 13, the Lord again reiterates. Peter said unto him, Lord, Lord, why can I not follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. How many feel that way tonight? I'll do it. I'll go all the way. Verse 38 Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. And, ver- and sh- sure enough, in Matthew 26, we can read the story of <laughs> that. A damsel came and said to him, You were with Jesus of Galilee. He denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto him, them that were there, this is verse 71 of Matthew 26, this fellow also was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art also one of them. For thy speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and to swear. He said, "It's my speech. Let me prove it to you." How many of you know people like that? He I meant saying, "I know not the man." And immediately, it's the third time Jesus' prophecy came true. The cock crew, and after stumbling so many. Sometimes sometimes it's not just one situation. Sometimes it's the compounding effect. Sometimes it's the disgrace that you feel when you failed him again and again. Hey, I know what I'm talking about. I I am them. (laughs) I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. And so, Peter, how many remember what he was before the Lord called him to be a fisher of men? He was a, a fisher. He was just a fisher. He wasn't fishing for men, he was just a fisher. And after Peter repeatedly, I don't know how many times, and he put his feet in his mouth, foot in his mouth, amen, the Bible tells us. As we read earlier, that Jesus pulled them out of the, the sea, said, I don't want you to be fishers anymore. I want you to be fishers of men. Verse 3 of John chapter 21 Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing, I quit. This is John 21, verse 3. Done. Been walking with Jesus three years. I've experienced the height of glory here on earth. I've been in those places where divine revelation was flowing. I've been in those services where God's glory had been met with me Yea, even tonight. Where the glory of God flowed so freely and with such liberty. You've been in those places, Peter, where God's glory amen would meet with you. Amen if you were to get off of that carpeted pew and just lift your hands. You've been Amen. I in those moments, that if you would just rid yourself of all of those thoughts and all of those concerns and all of those responsibilities and, and taking no thought for the morrow, for the morrow will take thought of itself. Amen. I if you would just cast your cares upon the one with whom you walk, Amen. I there, Amen, I is an opportunity, Amen, I before you. Amen. I Peter was the man walking in those and with those experiences hallelujah but perhaps he took it for granted perhaps perhaps he had witnessed that miracle one too many times brother Nelson I'm not like John I'm not the one Jesus loves I don't have the relationship with God like John does. I really feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. I feel like God is speaking to somebody, and I want to challenge you. Do not let this service close before you respond to the bidding of the Holy Ghost. Before this service is over, you could be walking on water again. Before this service is over, the glory can come into your life again, and you will be restored fully. Hallelujah. I know there's some here tonight that believe that. But there's also some here tonight that I'm struggling with right now. Amen. That are struggling with, amen, the Word of God. Amen. That are being challenged by the Word of God and are unsure about how much stock you should put in what's being said right now. Hallelujah. I'm, I repeat, amen. I am just a disciple of Jesus. I'm only interested in going where Jesus leads me. I don't care, amen, to make a name for myself. I don't care, amen, to try to impress you. But what I am interested in is impacting you. Amen, I don't want to impress you. I don't want you to be happy, amen, with just another good sermonette. But what I want to see, amen, is the life-changing power of Jesus. Step into this place and transform and transfigure your life. Oh, come on, church. Let's give the Lord some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Peter said, I quit. Going back to what I know. I know I know how to fish. Yeah, I know how to I know how to ride on the waves of the, Gal- the the Galilean Sea. I know how I mean, I know how to turn the tiller. I know how to cut into the waves and I know how to get me some fish. I know what I'm doing. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying to you tonight. It is not by might. It is not by your power. You can't make enough money. You can't do enough on your own. You can't be good enough. You can't give enough alms to the poor, to use an antiquated term, or you can't give enough money to the druggie on the side of the road. And I'm not preaching against any of that. That's not going to do anything for you. What you need is a revelation from God. What you need is to step into the glory that was in this place just a few moments ago as God's Spirit moved in this place. And again, I'm here to tell you, it's not about a man or a woman. It's about the glory of God I mean, that wants to be in your life. That wants to change you. That wants to call you up a little higher. That wants to change your name. That wants to change your face. That wants to change the way you feel, the way you look. Everything about you, uh, you don't have to go home the same way uh, that you came. uh, If you came to this service tonight on the verge of quitting, I want to tell you, now is not the time. It's not the time to quit. It's not the time to quit. Hallelujah. My brother, so, I mean, capably just a few moments ago, you could be seated. mean, talked about the man Job. Amen. How, amen, he amen, had so many excuses. Uh, amen, so many legitimate reasons. Uh, amen. I didn't have this in my notes here tonight. And that's why I believe Pastor Hilton was walking in the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. I felt fully confident in coming to this pulpit and encouraging worship because I believe God, uh, amen, was in this place and responding to these young people. Amen and to those of you, amen, who are giving in the worship service, amen, but God had other plans, amen, and I'm not one to argue with Almighty God, amen, I have nothing, I have no dog in this fight, all I'm interested in is a move of the Holy Ghost, what I'm primarily interested in is seeing God's glory, amen, move on the lives of some in this place. Amen, aren't you tired? Aren't you sick and tired? Amen, going home to the same situation. Hallelujah. I said, aren't you tired? Amen, going into the same tumultuous problems. Hallelujah, you don't have to tonight. It's not time to quit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Pastor talked about the time for war. Amen. And then he so capably and eloquently talked about city of Jericho. How the walls came tumbling down and the city was laid before them. That's the way I feel tonight. I feel like city is late. I mean, I've preached to an individual, amen, for the last few moments. and Now I want to preach to this church family as a group. Uh, Amen. I want you to hear and listen to me, individual. Listen to me, Peter. Amen. The the, the slack isn't up yet. Uh, Amen. This is still an opportunity for you to respond, uh, amen, to the calling of God. Uh, Amen. You could be walking on waters tonight before you leave this place not time to quit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll come back to that in just a moment. Amen. We can look a little bit into the future and think about how Peter stood up with the rest of the eleven. Amen. On the day of Pentecost. Amen. He went fishing. Amen. But something inside of him. Amen. Wouldn't let him go. Amen. He remembered the time that he was on the ship the last time. And Jesus said, hey, you gotta get out of the water. You gotta get out of that stupid boat. And Come be fishers of men. This is not letting me go. I'm trying to move on right now, but there's something getting a hold of somebody in this place. Come on, church. Let's just talk to the Lord for a moment. This is where I need your help. Come on. I think we could do better than this. Come on, don't just mumble and grumble. Come on. What if it was your child? Come on, what if it was your soul? What if it was your spouse? Come on, get under the burden for them. I've got plenty of notes here, but I don't have to finish. I mean, I feel God bidding somebody in this place. Sister Rachel, the Holy Ghost looks so good on you. Amen, I'm so glad you didn't quit. I'm so glad you're a testimony to what God can do. Brother Toby and Sister Brooklyn, amen, the Holy Ghost looks so good, amen, on this precious family. I'm so glad, amen, you didn't throw in the towel. I know it's been hard. Sister Desiree, maybe the Holy Ghost looks so good on you. I'm glad you didn't quit. Hallelujah. There's so much opportunity in this place. God can do anything before we leave this house. Hallelujah. Let's just wait on the Lord for a moment right here. Come on, church. Let's lift our voices again. Hallelujah, young people, hallelujah, I'm calling on you. Somebody lift your voice. Oh, God. Woo. Come on, now is not the time. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. Now is not Come on, let's keep a spirit of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not going to finish. Amen. I'm going to make an altar call right now. I want to see you. Amen. Who's hungry? Amen. The musicians can come. Come on, let's be sensitive to what God's trying to do. Come on, don't quit, even if you don't have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This could be the night that you can receive it if you just don't throw in the towel, if you just don't quit, if you only, amen, come again. Hallelujah. Come hey in while you're praying, I want to tell you this story. A pastor's son relayed this story about a woman in their church who knocked on their house door one day. She said, I need to talk to your dad. I need to talk to the pastor. And so the boy went and got his dad and his mom. And they sat in the living room, and the lady said, the boy slipped down the hall, and his parents and the lady did not know that he was listening in on the story. He said, the lady, I love you, pastor. I love your wife. I love this church, and I love God. And the boy thought in his mind, this doesn't sound good. When it starts off like that, it doesn't look like it's going to end very well. It's usually, there's a turn in the conversation getting ready to happen. I love you, pastor. I love your wife. I love the church, and I love God. But, I'm tired. My husband, she was a Sunday school teacher, She brought her kids to Sunday school every Sunday and church on weekdays. She said, my husband has been pulling the wrong way for so many years. And I've been trying to pull the right way. And I just, I'm worn out. I'm getting tired of this. And as the pastor sat there, he let her cry and weep. She brought her Sunday school books and put them on the counter and said, I came to quit. I came to quit. She began to cry, and the pastor let her wind down. But she was completely silent. And had put everything out on the carpet, as it were. Pastor responded and said, just do me one favor. You said you love me, said you respect me. I'm just asking one request. Sunday's just a few days away. Are we trying to figure something out, could you please teach this Sunday? She said, It's going against what I came to do, but. Because I love you so much, I'm going to do it. I'll bring the Sunday school lesson on Sunday. On that Sunday morning, she woke up all prepared, ready to go. And husband walked up to her and said, Irene, do I have a suit? (laughs) Said, You've been pulling this way for all these years, and I've been pulling that way for all these years. And I think it's about time that stops. Come on, girls, get dressed. It's time to go to the house of the Lord with your mom. That boy said on Sunday morning, he didn't know what was going to happen. The lady, before she left that day, talking to her pastor, she said, I'll come Sunday, but Monday I'm done. And so that was the last the boy had heard. Sunday morning, he was in prayer, and he sat in the back seat. He said he was very carnal. He said, this is his words. He's a preacher. and He was using all these terms. But he said, I sat in the very back so when the preachers preached, I would be behind everybody, and they wouldn't be able to hit me. He goes, but as I was in the back, I looked over my shoulder. And I saw Bill walk in the back door. And he said, oh, my goodness. Just a few days ago, I heard the devastating situation. And, man, let me just stop right here and make a statement to the church family. There are times we are privy to some information, and we could jump to some conclusions that really aren't warranted. Because we take out... The factor of God. We take out the fact that God is still interested. And because that woman was willing, amen, to put everything on hold and say, Yes, Pastor, because I love you and because I trust you, I'll do it one more time. Amen. She was the cause because of her obedience. Amen. She was the cause of the salvation of her own husband and her baby girls. Amen. I wonder what would happen tonight in obedience, amen, to this novice preacher, amen, to this inadequate preacher, if you would just obey, amen, Amen, what the Word of God is asking you to do. And one more time, come into this altar. One more time, amen, come to the house of God. One more time, amen, listen and obey. If you begin to play, let's begin to talk to the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Peter, Peter, do you love me? More than these. Peter, how much do you really love me? Do you love me really? How much do you love me more than fishing? You don't have to quit, Peter. I know I see a a genuine love on the inside. Lord, thou knowest. Thou knowest. Thou knowest, you know, God, that I love you. How many just feel like saying that to Jesus today? You know, God, I'm sorry, amen, for falling short so many times. God, I'm sorry, amen, but I want you to know I really, really, really love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. Come on, church, let's talk to the Lord. Peter, amen, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. Thou knowest that I love you. Come on, you can get the Holy Ghost tonight. If you don't know what the Holy Ghost is, it's the Spirit of God. Gives you the power to overcome. Gives you the power, amen, to live right. Amen. You can't do it on your own. Amen. Those addictions will have a hold of you the rest of your life. Amen. That pornography, amen, will have a hold of you the rest of your life. Amen. those illicit sins will have a hold of you the rest of your life. Amen. But if you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, he can deliver. I feel the Holy Ghost moving tonight come on lay it down on the altar come on young people it's not time to quit come on mama it's not time to quit hallelujah come on single young person it's not time to give it up There are so many that are watching you. Don't go fishing. Come on, come out of the water. Come out of the comfort zone. Hallelujah. Oh, God is moving in this place right now. Somebody ought to step out onto the wave of the Holy Ghost. Come on, he's bidding you to come. Come on, young child of God. Come on, child of God. Come on, child of God. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus.